0: Listening to the Fantasy Wildcard Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Wildcard Dynasty Show. I'll be your host this week, Ali. You can follow me on Twitter at FF Dynasty Grill. And with me as always is my amazing co-host kev and fan of the five and oh philadelphia eagles <laughs> it, it's kev you can follow on twitter at dynasty underscore goat kev how are you doing
0: good evening matt i at uh, matt oh blew it already <laughs> i've already blown the cover that matt's not here um was on my mind i said we'll get some digs in him early on but um yeah i'm doing great ali thank you just uh had a great weekend watching the Uh, nfl london game uh, as well which you and matt were at which is uh, Hmm. my invite must have got lost in the post but never mind that um but yeah you're doing really good fantasy's looking great dfs had another good week on that so yeah just um really really excited to be on tonight's show and we've got some fantastic names to discuss tonight
1: we certainly have the the two best members of the world card we're here (laughs) To talk you through week five, um, and and yeah, um, me and Matt were at the game at the weekend, and, and if you were watching on on YouTube, you will notice that Matt's not with us tonight. Um, he's still still in London. He's still parting, or is it he's got a bad hangover? I can't remember what it was, but um, but yeah,
0: <laughs> I think when you hit thirty, uh, hangovers can last a few days. Cat, so he's he's struggling. Bless him, but at least he guys got, got to see his team win. <laughs>
1: He did he did unbelievable game and, and yeah he was uh a, a bit happy that the the giants pulled off the the victory so so yeah and and with that we'll talk about something there's some big news from the, from this week we've got a, a coaching fire we've got mm-hmm. matt rule from the the carolina panthers who got sent his marching orders this week um the struggling carolina panthers one and four um kev just talk us through is there any dynasty impact you've obviously got Got Baker Mayfield. He's looking like he's going to miss a couple of weeks. But um, just talk to us what you think it's going to do for for DJ Moore and some parts of that that offense going forward.
0: Yeah, I think first of all, Matt Rule's being a, a dreadful hire. Um, he, I got excited last year when he yeah, had Joe Brady as OC, and I thought it was Terrace Marshall season, and he ended up sacking Joe Brady in like mid-season. So yeah, he's not been a great hire. I think. Overall, it's going to be good dynasty-wise for the Carolina Panthers as a whole, but there's going to be a lot of uncertainty. Maybe a guy like McCaffrey gets traded. Um, Initial thoughts on that is if you're going after something really cheap, one of his backups, maybe a Tuba Hubbard, if he falls into a starting role for the rest of the season, he's not an amazing player, but it's opportunity at running back. So that's someone to keep an eye on. Um, qB still a mess baker Mayfield's not the answer for me so <laughs> DJ Moore will, will the will the trade in real life you'd think not but yeah strange things have happened so yeah I think backup running backs are like. other than that I'm pretty pretty neutral though even though it's going to be better for the Banford's real life it's kind of a wait and see who, who is the qB and what's going to happen with McCaffrey how about yourself <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's one of them where we're going to have to wait to see what the owner wants going forward, who the new guy coming in, what, what he wants. You you kind of wonder whether they're going to try and collect as many picks as they can. So if they can get some, some decent capital for the likes of McCaffrey or or DJ Moore, do, do they then sell them and, and start to rebuild? We know that Baker Mayfield now is not the answer at quarterback. So they're looking like they could get an early pick next year in the draft, so whether they'll target one of them quarterbacks um, who knows? But but yeah, immediately um, nothing's going to happen immediately. Uh, DJ Moore's still going to be pretty bad with PJ Walker, I would imagine. Um, there was talks that McCaffrey's been linked with the Bills, people like that. Um, again, it's I can't see it myself, but it would be a pretty incredible trade if if they managed to to pull it off. Um, but yeah, just immediate thoughts is don't rush to any conclusions. We'll wait to see what happens, who comes in there, um, and what sort of aim they're gonna go for, are they gonna rebuild, Are they gonna try and go for a sort of a short win win window and try and win in the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, and um, if, if McCaffrey goes to the bills, that's gonna that's gonna send repercussions <laughs> through the Titans. still and I mean um, personally if I'm a Diggs owner or a, a Gabe Davis owner or someone like that, I'm I'm not thrilled if McCaffrey comes along to steal a lot of that work. So yeah, we'll have to see what
1: happens. Yeah, and James Cook owners as well. <laughs> <laughs> that pass catching work ain't gonna last very long. Have it. Um, and yeah, and with that, we'll move on to the the main part of today's show. We'll be reviewing week five of the NFL season. Another crazy week. We're gonna be highlighting players that stood out to us both and discussing a couple of trades to establish their dynasty value. So, Kev, okay, we're gonna start on a rather negative point. Over to you. Who's your guy?
0: Yeah, well, anyone that knows me, I like to do things in order, so. I think in Thursday Night Football, who stood out to me and one guy that stands out uh, in my mind is um, Mr Limit himself, Russell Wilson. Um, <laughs> if he was on Twitter Friday morning, it was, it was insane how much stick he was getting. Um, all the memes of him in the kitchen, etc. Um, but I mean, let's just take a little step back. It was awful on the night. He's been really bad at home all season. Um, a lot better on the road, but QB 16 on the year after this poor showing. Five games, five total touchdowns. Again, it's not what we expected from a guy moving from Seattle to to Denver. Um, and speaking of Seattle, you, I think there's a lot of pressure coming onto him because of how well Geno Smith's doing. He was had 10 touchdowns in those five games. So yeah, you've got you've got Russell Wilson not cooking, and then you've got Geno Smith um he, he is cooking he's, he's cooking like gino De Campo actually um <laughs> so maybe that could be his nickname but yeah russell wilson QB won every season in, in his career until last year and then he signed this long-term deal in denver five years 250 million he's not going anywhere so we're just after uh anybody that owns me dice has got to grin and bear it i think the the kyle Brandt rant was um strange weird energy from him on uh, getting a little bit personal so that, that that opened my eyes a little bit as to sort of maybe feelings in the locker towards russell wilson but again we're not really fussed by that he's, he's tied down in denver we know he's going to be the qb there long term mm-hmm. keep Drake cut is qb 16 so um that's in line with how he's playing this season but based on what he's done in the past i personally think that's a bit of a value um you've the three games he's played at home, uh, Houston, San Fran and Indy, they're currently all pretty solid pass defences in terms of the schedule, and if you look at his schedule moving forward, based on a five-week sample, it does improve remarkably, so Russell Wilson, despite him being poor, to begin the season, I actually think he's more of a hold if you're a contending team and hoping he gets better, And but also a buy on any, any um, team, I think Um he's someone that's QB sixteen, but if he went on a run, a little bit like the reverse of one one of his other seasons, I think uh, recently where it he, he was on fire to halfway and then petered out, I think we could see the reverse. The the big question is though the the injury.
1: Yeah, I hope I hope so, Kev, because I've got quite a few shares of Russell Wilson. I thought that he was a value coming in, and as you mentioned, he's been a quarterback one his whole life, so to come in. <laughs> in <laughs> to, to still have some decent weapons around him on a, on a team that we thought really could contend this year and they they obviously still could um he's, he's really not shown it five touchdowns in five games is pretty laughable to be honest uh it's but but yeah we hear the last couple of days he's dealing with a shoulder tear that he injured a couple of weeks ago so how much do we put on that well I'm not quite sure but he's gonna he's gonna play through it so in the short term, he could have some more struggles if he's, he's really feeling pain or some impact from that. Um, who knows? But yeah, that certainly that trade <laughs> that trade right now. I'm sure if the the Broncos could have that back, I'm sure they would. Uh, two first round picks, two seconds, and three <laughs> players, including Noah Fant as well, who was a, a first rounder himself. It's pretty pretty funny from the, the Seahawks' point of view. They've obviously absolutely nailed that trade, and uh, it's like, it's like a dynasty trade, that isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is, and the, yeah, the team that's, uh, that's got him is rather unhappy right now, uh, including me. I'm I've got him in a league where I'm going all in, and I'm just I've been trying to trade him away and try and sort of go sideways in, in sort of a value wise, but but people aren't prepared to pay anything for him right now, so struggling with him and possibly not going to contend much longer if he if he carries on this form, um, and obviously from the start of the season his value has taken a quite a big dip. Um, I don't know where he was in keep trade cut at the start of the season, but I know he was well inside the top 10. I think he's probably eight or nine, seven or eight, something like that. But right now, back 16 and just heading in the wrong direction. So got a tr- three trade scenarios, Kev, for you to to see if we can gauge where, where your value on him is. Ooh. So I've got Russell Wilson or the also injured right now, Tua. Yeah, that that's interesting. I think he can,
0: you can make an argument for both but it's Russell Wilson for me still just based on what he's done in the past. Um, you'd be needing to to make that, that step forward. Both got injury concerns currently so I think uh, in my eyes if I'm playing to win this season Russell Wilson based on what he's done in the past but also if you're playing for the future again it's that certainty that Russell Wilson's got a job for definite. Tua's going to have a job but yeah. I just
1: think Russell Wilson for me
0: on that one.
1: Yeah, I'm in agreement. I think they I think they're both in the same tier right now, but I think yeah. I would be choosing Russell Wilson over Tua. Um so trade 2 would be Russell Wilson or a 24 first.
0: Yeah, Russell Wilson for me. That's uh that's uh, an easier one. Um, so what if I
1: would said what if I said a 23 <laughs> first because I was debating it earlier? Oh god. <laughs> yeah, that that you know what I'm like with 23
0: firsts. Um I'm I'm just gonna stick with Wilson on that one actually. I just I, I think the value of a um a QB that's in still in my eyes is a guaranteed QB one. That is I, I'll take that. If it's gonna turn into Bijan or one of the other studs, yeah, I'll be gutted. But if it if it's gonna be like a, a low um Round one pick, um, near, near the background one, then. No, yeah, I'll... Russell Wilson, if you're making me pick, bloody hell.
1: I notice you're wearing an orange hoodie there, Kev. It's not it's not a Broncos one, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. Trade scenario three. So we've got Russell Wilson and a 23 first, or Kyla Murray.
0: Again, you've got a 23 first on Russell's side this time. Yeah, this this is really tough. Might be the wrong choice, but I'm 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 taking Kyler Murray there. Still, I think with him being, I still got him in a, a tier above. And I think we've seen the value of the elite QBs this season. Um, JJ Zacharyson posted um, um, a, an article on Twitter today, a thread on Twitter, and having the top five, top six QB is is massive um, in terms of. Points putting up, so give me give me Kyler Murray. Um, I just Cliff Kingsbury's got to be going soon, and I think Kyler Murray's we've not seen the full potential there.
1: Yeah, I agree. And there's the stat from Arizona is I think the the Cardinals have not scored is it a first quarter touchdown or even points? I don't (laughs) think this season where obviously the game script has just had to go out flying out the window, and they've just put on loads of points in the second half when obviously they're not game scripting so what is Cliff Kingsbury actually doing it for that team? You just, we need to get rid of him. He's, he's Absolutely, absolutely awful. After Matt Rule, he was one of my worst coaches in the NFL. So hopefully he's ne- next on the list. The Grim Reaper um, coming for him. Absolutely. And we'll talk about the, the wide receiver Grim Reaper, but for, for good reasons now, we'll move on to, to my pick and it is Justin Jefferson. And I will just have to say two words here and it's, justin jefferson tier break <laughs> yes, you, heard <laughs> you heard it justin jefferson has launched himself into his own tier i know it's only five weeks into the season i could be overreacting here but justin jefferson for me has just lifted himself into that tier and he's left jamar chase slightly in the dust to be in his own tier by himself as a tier two um Jamar Chase has started the season a bit of a bit of a struggle. He's only got one week inside the top 24 wide receivers. So I know personally chosen for a couple of the charity leagues, and I'm not very happy with, <laughs> with the production I'm getting out of him. Um yeah, Justin Jefferson, wide receiver two on the week, uh 30.3 PPR fantasy points, and the wide receiver three on the season. Uh bit bit boom or bust this season, I have to say. He's had he's been the overall wide receiver one in weeks one and three. Um, and then the overall wide receiver two this week. But though the weeks two and three, his wide receiver forty four and wide receiver seventy six. So he did disappear, but he's come back come back so strong the last couple of weeks. And just thinking for dynasty terms, is I mean, he's pretty much untouchable in Dynasty. We we spoke about what people would have to give up for Jamar Chase in but you know, in the off season, well, right now if you had to require Justin Jefferson I don't know what you'd have to throw out there perhaps you'll come up with some suggestions later Um, (laughs) but just diving into the stats he's got the second most targets in the NFL Kirk Cousins is hyper targeting him uh 55 targets so far through the five games and at the same time are we seeing Adam Thielen finally on decline he's 32 years old now um unfortunately your guy Kev is God. He's not he's not producing like you did last season he's still getting the red zone looks that i looked into today but but for fantasy um you've got to be disappointed with his output and then kj osborne at the same time he's not really stepped up into that wide receiver two role it tends to be funneling through justin jefferson this offense um so yeah if you've got him in dynasty right now you're just absolutely happy He's he's got to be leading you towards the playoffs um yeah, just and if you want to get hold of him right now, I think it's incredibly difficult time.
0: Yeah, I mean
1: Justin Jefferson's absolutely flying
0: to start the season. Just on feeling well, you you brought him up, he's got but I was looking at wide receiver and there's a lot of guys that just haven't hit. Um guys I was on as well as him, Robinson Alan Robinson, thanks to you Ellie. Um <laughs> There's there's Juju, Brandon Cooks. Uh, I know other people have been high on Darnell Mooney who's who's not done done anything really. So yeah, feeling has been a disappointment, but it's 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 allowing well, it's not allowing Jefferson to shine because he was shining before um Phelan taking uh playing 8 percent of his potential, I guess. But yeah, Justin Jefferson, I think it's fair argument to make that he's separated from Chase. I think if you're it was always the case of be, between those two. If you're offering them and putting a second round pick on one side, you're taking the pick side. Yeah, but I think he he has, he has taken he's taken the step. Chase hasn't lived lived up to the the unreal hype that he's had. So so yeah, Jefferson's um, absolutely killing it, and I want not have to be honest. I've moved him to wide receiver one over Chase. Um, so, yeah, I'd agree with that. And just the fact that, yeah, he's in an offence on his own. Um, there's feeling. There's, there's Irv Smith, there's KJ Osborne, a bit of Dalvin Cook, but he is the main focal point in Cincinnati. You've got Chase and Higgins. Um, obviously, Higgins let down a lot of people on uh, Sunday night. Thank you for that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, when Teagans is firing, we, we love him. He's a top five, top six dynasty wide receiver, so... Yeah, any tiebreakers go just in Jefferson's favour. But we'll uh, we'll gauge your thoughts on it now on, on the trade value and first one. Just gonna do picks straight up and it's it's a spicy one, this. you got Jefferson or three, 23 firsts.
1: Wow. That is <laughs> if if you if you come to me and said what what is his value in your eyes, I'd say it's three first round picks. Um the fact that you've made it three in this class, I think, gives give that side the edge. Um, I think, yeah, it, you're going to be incredibly unlucky for it to be three really late first-round picks. You, you've got to think that there's going to be one, hopefully, top four or five pick in there. Um, I'll just lean that side. If, if you said it was a 23 first and two 24 first or 25 first in there, then I'll take the Jefferson side all day. But the fact that we know this is a special class where... Excite, well excited for the first round picks. We're even excited for the second round pick for the players that could fall out. So, um, because we're often in this special class, I think I would would lean that side. Kev, are you on the same wavelength as me?
0: Yeah, I think first of all, if you got three twenty three firsts and you go in for one player, it's <laughs> um, a bit dangerous. But but yeah, um, I, I'd agree. If if it was say two twenty three firsts and a 24 first, that 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 mm. probably gets me leaning that side but if it's 123 and then the rest after um I'm, I'm keeping Jefferson um so your next trade alley is Jefferson or AJ Brown and one first
1: wow um <laughs> this is this is close because I've got AJ Brown inside my top five dynasty wide receivers um so if you just look at it from that point of view you'd say well you'd be crazy not to take the 23 first but I just think with that Eagles offense, AJ Brown's always going to get targets each week, but I think he's going to have boom or bust games going forward. You've got Jalen Hurts, who I'm sure is going to get tied down to a big contract. And we know he's so good at at rushing. He's got such a big rushing floor. Um, Then you've got Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard. So you've got three really good pass catches in that offense. Um, I think I'm taking the Justin Jefferson side because I think he gives you... A safer floor each week with a, a bigger ceiling than AJ Brown. Um and knowing UK it's gonna be a late twenty-three first. So we. <laughs> if, if you if it was somewhere you who was one and four right now or even Owen you know, yeah someone that's looking that he's gonna be an early pick, then I could be swayed for that side, but um it, not knowing where it's gonna be, I'll take the Jefferson side. Yeah, I, I'm the same. i have never no—I'm not actually been as high on AJ Brown as uh, you and
0: Matt. Um, I think obviously he's an Eagles player now, so that might change for you a little bit. But yeah, I, I'll lean Jeffs on that one. But we'll we'll try and get you off him on this one. Um, Justin Jefferson or Joe Burrow. Bearing in mind, I've got my Bengals top on. <laughs>
1: um, that again, it's it's hard because we're talking about two completely different positions. You've got Justin Jefferson, the the overall wide receiver one. Joe Burrow is probably my quarterback six right now in Dynasty. So, I guess the it's... question then is: this will be this is how I was thinking in my head. If he was doing a start up today, which one would go first? Wow, um, it would be Justin Jefferson. I think I'm taking Justin Jefferson in the middle of the first round. I'm taking Joe Burrow from pick probably nine onwards, uh, yeah. pro- probably ten onwards. I think I'd pick I'd pick Justin Jefferson from pick five to eight. I'd probably look look at Justin Jefferson. Um, how about you, Kev? Because for me, that that is really tough.
0: Yeah, I'd trade down. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, um, I'd trade down if I could. But I'd probably just lean Burrow with him being a QB. I don't tend to go wide receiver um, in round one, and um, that's where where I'd lean. Even though I'm not a big Joe Burrow fan.
1: Yeah, I like it, and we'll we'll move on to to another wide receiver that that divides opinion, and we'll go for for your guy, Kev. Who is it?
0: Yeah, I'm going for a guy that won me a little bit of money in DFS this week, actually, so uh, got me a little bit giddy. It's uh, Gabe Davis, Gabriel Davis of uh, Buffalo Bills. Uh, Wide receiver one on the week. Wide receiver 28 on the season. Um, But he's a really strange guy. He had three catches this week. Um, and he's a wide receiver one on the week which is absolutely <laughs> crazy but five games he's had 11 catches and 20 targets so it just feels it feels dirty to be um sort of talking about a guy that's it, it divides opinions you've got the two camps usually everyone that's hyping him and saying oh look what he did in the playoffs and well, look what he did this weekend but then there's the other side of He's been terrible most of his career, if we, if we take a step back. Um, I think people get get ahead of themselves on him because of the offences in that he's tied to Josh Allen. Um, he's, he's the number two weapon people see on the offence, quite a bit of a distance behind Stefan Diggs, in my eyes. But, yeah, volatile and risky is, uh, are the two words that come to mind with Kate Davis. He's been the wide receiver, 57, the previous two seasons of his career. Um, struggling to beat out like proper dummies like Cole Beasley who's that good that he's retired now. Um <laughs> but then the, the flip side to Gabe Davis is he has got that weak winning upside. He's like a really poor man's Will Fuller from a few years ago where he was boom bust and you know if he goes off he's gonna absolutely crush it. Um but yeah, why do team twenty six at Keep Trade Cut currently he's really funny though because I don't know about you, Ali, but in most of my leagues, Gabe Davis is on the block. Right? Mm-hmm. Whenever he has a good game, on the block. So, even the people that like him, it would appear, are trying to move off him whenever they can. So, maybe that's a truer indication of what he is or how risky an asset he is in Dynasty. But I do also think that you do want to have some exposure, potentially more in a setting like Best Ball rather than Dynasty. But there is going to be some Dynasty teams where you've got a really safe lineup, and Gabe Davis is your flex wide receiver. That is an ideal setting to be either going after him or, or keeping him in that role. But on the whole, I think I'm more risk-averse towards Gabe Davis' cost of what he's done in the past and th- these boom boom moments,
1: uh, he has a lot more boss in, in my eyes. Yeah, I think absolutely. that now that is the perfect best ball asset, um, someone that can win you a week and has done throughout his careers with his one teams um, that that weekly matchup. Just because when he does go off, and I tweeted it out last week when he came back from injury, he's either going to put up a dud or he's just going to go off. And it was a dud last week, and it, he went off this week um, <laughs> on free catches. <laughs> it's free. It's pretty hilarious. And <laughs> there's that that awesome video of yeah. Josh Allen throwing it from the end zone, getting smashed as he's throwing it. And it, it was an absolute perfect throw to, to Gabe Davis and just saw Josh Allen celebrate. It was a it's a great video to watch and um, just highlights Gabe Davis. Really, he, he's such so boom and bust. And you nailed it where you said that his perfect scenario is you have two or three really safe court, um, wide receivers on your team and you can put Davis in your flex where you don't need him to go off. But if he does go off, you're likely winning that week because you've got the, the safety of the three wide receivers as well. Um, so yeah. yeah and he's you're right he's on the block in so many of my leagues and I personally have a really difficult task in just putting a value on Gabe Davis because when he's when he's great he looks like a first round pick but then he'll post two weeks where he puts up nothing and you're lucky to get a second round pick for him and um, yeah he certainly does divide opinions so um we'll move on to the the trade section where I'm going to find out where where your value is on Gabe Davis Kev. maybe maybe you can help me Mm. along here maybe Um, you can help me as well (laughs) let's go for it so Gabe Davis or another one that divides opinion in Terry McLaurin
0: Mm. that's tough um (laughs) I'm gonna go Gabe Davis it's it's mainly based on situation but also the fact that McLaurin is he's not someone that's ever really done it in fantasy like he's never had a but it doesn't feel like he's ever had a 30-point, or 40-point week, a, a week-winning upside. He's, he's just for those replaceable wide receiver assets. So I'll take Gabe on that one.
1: Yeah, I agree. I've never really been on on McLaurin. He's now 27 years old, so he's towards the back end of his career. Um, obviously got the big contract, but now they've got Jahan Dotson who's come in and took away quite a lot of the, the look. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll lean Gabe Davis just for upside there. Um trade two is Gabe Davis or a 23-second and a 24-second. I think by this time in the season,
0: like you had touched upon earlier, you should be getting an idea of potentially where that second could fall. If it's a late second, I'm taking Gabe. If it's anything like early or mid, I'm just going to gamble that someone falls uh, from the first into that early second, even if it's a mid second. It's it's getting me close enough to do a little trade up on on draft day to, to catch one of these falling stars. So um, yeah, in in a vacuum, I probably take game, but depending on where it's going to fall, I'd be open to taking an early uh, early seconds and a, and a late a second from next year.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think I would just lean Gabe Davis side. Um, had it been two 23 seconds, you've got more chance for one of them to be early. You've got scope to to trade them for, to, to move up in the draft. So I'd have taken that side, but I'll just lean the Davis side. And then trade three, this could be a good one. Gabe Davis and a 23 first or T Higgins. That's
0: uh, well, that, that hurts actually after,
1: after <laughs> T Higgins
0: was active and then (laughs) forgot to set his alarm but um yeah i just think there's too much of a gap between gabe davis and teagans in my eyes i'm I'm gonna take teagans on that one and um just be just because like how volatile gabe davis is when teagans is on it you know that he's consistently putting up really really positive scores and the top five dynasty wide receiver an chase, and is absolutely killing it um on par offense I reckon when it gets when everything gets going I think Cincinnati is going to be a, a fantastic offense like Buffalo so give me the T side
1: yeah I completely agree as well I had an offer this yeah, week. <laughs> someone tried to to acquire my T Higgins and they offered a first and a second and I didn't take it and then I looked at this trade when I was putting on the sheet and I thought, no, do you know what? I still fancy the T side. I think he's, he's still worth more than that. Um, we, yeah, we love him on, on the wild cards here. We do. So (laughs) we'll move on to another guy that, that I, I love. I think we all, we all quite like him. It's, it's Kenneth Walker, the, the running back for Seattle Seahawks. And it really is, it's wheels up for the 21 year old stud rookie. Um, we we all liked him coming out. He was all our running back twos, uh, rookie running back two, breakout star in Michigan State last last year after he transferred from Wake Forest in twenty-one. One thousand seven hundred and twenty-five scrimmage yards and just the nineteen touchdowns. And <laughs> had a quick look at had a quick look at yes. Keith Trade Cut earlier just to see <laughs> how far and how far he's risen. And I, I guess you know the answer to this, Kev.
0: It's it's unbelievable.
1: It's high popping. Running back seven or something. Yeah. yeah. Running back seven on keep trade cut. So maybe a bit of an overreaction, but we'll see how he gets on when he's got the full workload. Um, I was taking him everywhere as the one 102 in rookie drafts. I've got quite a few shares of of Walker. Um, I think felt that was the right approach rather than going for one of these rookies who you could, um, wide receiver, sorry, who you could acquire a bit further down in in the rookie drafts. Um, And and yeah, just what a great opportunity ahead for, for kenneth walker rashad penny surprise surprise gone down to another injury it was sad to see the fact that he absolutely went off last year for um the wide the rookie sorry the running back one last week um absolutely fantastic and then injured himself early on a fractured fibula going to be out for the season um it should be no surprise for rashad penny owners really it's best. been a, a roller coaster with him when he's up it's fantastic and then he gets himself injured, um, but Walker looked look good against the Saints this week, um, mostly on one yard, one run where he ripped off a 69-yard touchdown run um, against the, the the tough Saints defense. Um, and then just looking forward, DJ Dallas is the only healthy other running back on the roster right now, so you've got to believe that Kenny Walker is going to get a massive workload coming up in the next few weeks. Um, we know the Seattle Seahawks; all they do is pound the run and help Gino Smith and it, their offense is exciting right now. Geno Smith is airing it out they're moving the ball. So there's going to be plenty of scoring opportunities. Um, and yeah, I did manage to to make a, a decent, well, I don't know if it's a decent trade for him, but before the game, I'm on a rebuilding team here. Um, and I offered, I offered someone, my Alvin Kamara, who I then went off in the game, um, and Cortland Sutton for, for Kenneth Walker and, and, and Burks, um, Kev, how do you feel that I've done with that that trade? Because some people feel that the other guy won, um, but I'm I'm quite happy to get to get Walker.
0: I think if I'm going purely value, I think the Kamara side slightly. But this is the thing with trades; you've got to do trades that you are potentially losing five, ten percent of value because you're keeping mm-hmm. that trade partner for for future transactions. So, um, and plus the situation you're in. Kamar and Sutton—they're no good in a in a rebuilding team. So, um, yeah, I think you've made the right decision to move on. And if you give up a bit of value, so be it.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm also. <laughs> the, it's also opened up some good trade conversations because I'm trying to get i trying to give him Jacoby Myers as well. He's just doing. <laughs> 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 he's really not helping me tank. He's he's getting me too many points. So um yeah, there's yeah. that. So. So yeah, Kev, where are you on Kenneth Walker? I mean, first of all, you love any
0: any running back or any player
1: called Kenny, don't you? So uh, I do. you've Got
0: Kenny Gainwell, Kenny Galladay, uh, Kenny Aboua. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so any, anybody called anybody called Kenny is uh, is definitely on your hit list. But he, like you said, we were all eye on Kenneth Walker um, in the in the draft period, and and it was expected he'd have a slower start than the most he had the injury pre-season through training camp a little bit banged up as well so um I had full belief that he'd have a, a strong second half of the season I didn't think it'd come this early with the injury to to Richard Penny but maybe people are just thinking this is Jonathan Taylor all over again with that unfortunate injury to Marlon Mack and then he took over um maybe not but uh, that's just a, a little comparison in my head um I feel a bit gutted because I had a few trades in for Walker last week. Um, <laughs> Rich Cooley wanted me to give up my 201 as part of a, of a deal, but I just, with it being a, a tanking team that's uh, going to be the 101, one, hopefully, if I keep benching all the players, then um, then, yeah, the 201 is it, too spice for me to give up on. It, it wasn't straight up for Kenneth Walker as part of a deal, but too much to give up. And then uh, if Matt was here, I was going to give him some stick because he was trying to he was trying to trade me Kenneth Walker. So I was hoping he'd come on oh, and say yeah. he's high on him, but he, <laughs> he he says he's high on him, but he was trying to move him. Um, so yeah, there are two deals that I just missed out on, but I do have quite a bit of it anyway, and I do I do really like Kenneth Walker. Um, we'll we'll see what happens if he is a mini Jonathan Taylor type season. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, we'll we'll come on to the trades now.
1: Who have you got in Kenneth Walker or Aaron Jones? Um, pretty tough as well because Kenneth Walker's just flown up valuation right now. Um, Aaron Jones is someone that I've I've been high on. I love the pass, catch and roll for Aaron Jones. And in the offense that isn't flying right now, and we don't know how many years Aaron Jones has got left in Green Bay and in the NFL. Um, I think if you'd have said to me this last week, obviously, it's not even close, but just the fact now that Kenneth Walker's got such a great opportunity in front of him, you know, Seattle are going to try and pound the ball. Um, I think I'll take Kenneth Walker in, in pretty much any scenario. I think even if you go and all in, um, there's some volatility with Aaron Jones, especially with AJ Dylan there, he looks like a great running back as well. It's almost a 50, 50 timeshare. Um, I'll just pick lean Walker, but it is really close.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised Jones hasn't got more pass work than, than he has. Mm. I thought he'd be, like, right up there. Um, plus, you've seen Aaron Jones mm. in the flesh at the weekend, so I'll just have to go with you on this. You're the, you've been uh, not not just watching film, but you've been watching the flesh, so uh, I'll, I'll take you on that one. Uh, next trade is Kenneth Walker or Najee Harris?
1: Oh, this is tough because, I mean, <laughs> if you'd have asked me this a couple of weeks ago or at the start of the season, to think that you could even pick Walker over Najee Harris, who had a fantastic fantastic start to his career but i mean he's really struggling right now the the pittsburgh offense is stuttering right now um it's a really close one i think i would go walker again in this scenario i had Najee as i think what, my running back for pre-season but yeah he's, he's dropped down quite a few spots now and um i still love the guy but I've got a lean Walker just for the opportunity that he's got ahead of him. and But but again, it is pretty close.
0: Yeah, it's looking grim for Najee. Uh, we, we saw it coming. but some people had him running back too, which is before the season, which is quite uh, hilarious. Uh, and then lastly, trade three, Kenneth Walker in a 23 first, <laughs> or Brees Hall.
1: Wow, that, th- this is really tough. And I might have to go against my boy Kenny here, but um, I think Brees Hall is is really now got himself in that conversation to be he's t- at least the top three dynasty running back asset right now just with what he started to show what he's going to do going forward i think michael Carter's is not going to go away and he got himself a couple of touchdowns this week uh but but Brees hall is he's just fantastic we know how good he is he was our running back one and um yeah it's unanimous that uh, it is close value-wise, but I've just seen Hall just because I think his ceiling is higher. I think you're excited to have Brees Hall on your roster. We've not seen exactly what Kenneth Walker can can do. Um, pass catching wise as well, he's not as good as Brees Hall, um, so he's going to have to do a lot of his work on the ground in a, in a Seattle offence that is playing well right now, but I still think Brees Hall's got a much higher ceiling.
0: Yeah, I think you've nailed it on that, Brees um, Hall, for me, for the the same reasons the ceiling questions on walkers pass catching but also the ceiling uh, not questions on Brees hall we know that he's um running back one well within his range of outcomes um seasonal and dynasty uh, moving forward maybe not this season but
1: future seasons yep we certainly love we love uh priest hall on this show you do kev got a bit excited about him pre-season and uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is, <laughs> is going off big time. So, so yeah, it's good time for Bre- for brief haul owners. And we'll move on to a guy now that's also got a very high ceiling this season. Over to you, Kev.
0: Yeah, this is a guy that
1: um, he takes my breath away, but for the wrong reasons in the
0: past, really, I think. <laughs> um, I mean, first of all, it's Nick Chubb. It's Nick Chubb. Um, my flag unplanned for this season. So he we was someone I, I was avoiding saying he wasn't going to hit his ADP of I think running back nine or something like that so um I'm going to be wrong on that <laughs> um I'm going to hold my hands up and uh, admit that he's had a fantastic start to season running back two he's averaging over 22 fantasy points per game and he's also on track for 2,000 yards rushing Um he's going off every week as well so um he's a bit like bread in that sense isn't he a loaf of bread he's going off every week uh, but we, but um, Nick Chubb is, is really talented in real life. He's a volatile guy with that lack of pass catch upside, and also when Cleveland start getting behind, he's going to get game scripted out just based on the fact that he's had seven touchdowns this season, which is great. He's also only had six receptions in those five games, so and these are t- these are games against teams that aren't very good, um, both against rushing, offences, but also bad teams. Pittsburgh, New York Jets, Panthers, Falcons. The Chargers, to a certain degree, they nearly threw that away. So I think once the schedule changes and toughens up, it's going to... I'm hoping it looks a little <laughs> bit tough for Nick Chubb. Otherwise, look like a right idiot. But um, <laughs> I think there is positives in, in Nick Chubb as well. The fact that Jacoby... Um, I nearly said Jacoby Myers. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is the QB. <laughs> when it gets closer to Watson coming back, you're probably going to see all the players spiking value for the Browns. And then just look at the state of the running back situation in the league at the moment. Damian Pierce is the top eight running back in, in this season and in Dynasty in some circles. So absolutely wild. But yeah, Nick Chubb is having a Derek Henry type year. When we it was possible, uh, it, it's it's hard to bank on it. But but yeah, 27 in December keep covering running back five above CMC <laughs> and austin eckler just got to shake head at that when you ask me uh was i wrong in my unplanned math like process i'm gonna say no I, i'm still happy with that process of betting against the two down back on what i felt was going to be a bad offense with uh reset. it's it's just fallen the, the fact that the the schedule's gone really well he's having a, a an outlier season but I'm I'm not changing my process on that. He's just done outstandingly well uh, so far.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I think your process was was spot on. The fact that he's only had six receptions, he's relied on touchdowns, but he has been fantastic running the ball. We we know he's a good he's a good runner, but there's a lot going against him. Age, uh, the offense. We didn't know whether the offense would be able to move the ball. Um, the fact that Kareem Hunt is there. I've been really high on Kareem Hunt through the years, and I think it's just been unlucky this year. I think Kareem Hunt is playing well. He is getting workload, but he's just not scoring the touchdowns. It's not its not coming into the the fantasy scores for Kareem Hunt. Um, so I think the process was was spot on. Um, I'd expect it to be much more 60-40 in, in favour of Nick Chubb, but at the minute it's sort of 75-25. Um, where the points are all going to, to Chubb. I think it could change going down the stretch. Um, so I've certainly missed on Chubb. I've not got Chubb in Dynasty. I've not got Chubb in any charity league either this year. I, I thought that he was overpriced in a start-up and um, in a draft. So I'm, I've also missed on him big time. So, um, but yeah, we'll go, we'll go to the, the trades. Um, these could be quite quite interesting. So... We've got three scenarios here so straight up in dynasty kev uh nick chubb or austin eckler
0: yeah i'll take the surprise running back one on the season austin eckler in this one just the, with him being uh, game script proof rusher and receiver uh in my eyes a better offense uh, similar age uh, i see him lasting long in the league with the, the type of touch he gets as well so give me a give me austin Eckler on that one
1: Yeah, completely agree. I love Austin Eckler, especially in PPR leagues. He's a machine and he's getting loads of targets right now. Um, um, Yeah, we love the Chargers offense and I'd easily lean that side. So trade two, you're a rebuilding team. Um, Would you trade Nick Nick Chubb away for Kenneth Walker? I would now. Uh,
0: Last week I wouldn't, but uh, (laughs) this week I will just with the opportunity he's gotten. And actually, Kenneth Walker's... It it starts coming out a little bit like Nick Chubb in the sense that mm-hmm. if he doesn't get that pass catch upside, he's got to be uh, an elite runner. I think he can be. He does flash uh, on the film. So the film guys love Chubb. They love Kenneth Walker. But yeah, I'll, I'll take the younger guy and resetting on a rebuilding team, getting what, five years, six years uh, back for for someone that's potentially got a higher ceiling if he's, if he becomes a pass catcher.
1: Yep, absolutely nailed it. And we'll go for trade scenario three. So this time you're a contender. Um, What's that? Yeah. <laughs> you're 5-0, and Kev, okay I'm sure you are in most of your leagues. Yeah. <laughs> would you pay a 23 first for Nick Chubb right now? Well, first two trades I've gone against Chubb. So
0: it's probably going to be a bit of a shock. But actually, as a contending team, I would, I would pay a 23 first for Chubb if he was... The final piece, I think when you're a genuine contender, there's gonna be very few. Let's say you're one piece away, one running back away, there's gonna be very few you can you can get. You're probably narrowing it down to three teams if you're looking at this part of the the season. Um Chubier is 27, the schedule's been in his favour, it's gonna to get tougher, but he has got a Derek Henry season in him, and I think if you are a massive contender i to throw it in and hopefully worst case it's a late first and it it, it doesn't hurt as much
1: yep again I'd, I'd love to disagree with you right now and say what a muppet but no you absolutely absolutely nailed it i think you have to back yourself if you're if you're four and one five and zero, i think you have to believe that that 23 first is going to be a late one nick chubb could win you in championship and that's at the end of the day, it's what we play for—to to win championships. We need to get Matt off the show more, don't we? Because this has just been beautiful. It's been absolutely fantastic. We just—we just agree. We just get each other. As why we're the two best. Exactly and the the goat and the grill. It's it goes perfectly. Exactly. And talking of the best, we'll move on to to my next pick, and he's certainly the best tight end right now. It is the man, Travis Kelsey. and. I mean, if you're looking at the stat sheets, if you didn't see the, the touchdowns, what a disappointing night for Kelsey. Just 25 yards receiving. I mean, I can't remember the last time Travis Kelsey only had 25 yards receiving for, for Mahomes in a night where they scored 30-odd points. Oh, but he did have four four touchdowns. <laughs> um, absolutely unbelievable. Tied tied a team record for Kansas City. Um, and just just watching the highlights, obviously it was on ridiculous time last night, but waking up this morning, I mean... Would it have been a good idea for the Raiders to to at least stuck a, a defender on him? It seems that he was just, <laughs> it, <laughs> he was wide open with nearly all of those touchdowns. It was, I mean, it was unbelievable. He is he's the main target, so yeah, it would have been a would have been a pretty decent idea to to defend him. But no, um, eight targets for just for them twenty five yards, forty two targets on the year now, which is third in the NFL. Um, and it was it, it, he's given you such a, a safe floor right now the the lowest amount of targets he's had in a, in a single game is is seven so you know each week he's going to be he's going to be the focal point of that offense for a Patrick Mahomes offense um for me I still think he's such a great win now piece I think he's even more acquireable because obviously that age that he's now getting to he's just turned 33 last week um he's he's only had one week finishing outside the top three tight ends this season so just just shows you all right the tight ends as a whole not been great this season Um, but the fact that Travis Kelsey is so so dependable in your team I think you can trade for him and he can be that final piece to to help you win especially if you've been banking on someone like a a Dalton Schultz or a tight end that you're hoping can take the next step I think it's worth it to make that leap if you think you're you're all in to, to go for a Kelsey just looking further afield the Chiefs just look at his contract, they do save money if they every year that they they can they cut him. Um, so mm-hmm. cutting yeah. him in 2023 saves them 9.4 million, 11 million after that, and Then it's 15 and it goes up. But I mean, it's not going to happen. Nah. The, the, the Chiefs, <laughs> the Chiefs have just given Mahomes a massive contract. They're, they're going to be going for it every single season. Um, Kelsey's going to be there for another three or four years, I, I imagine. Um, they're going to be reworking his contract to to keep him affordable, keep him underneath the cap, and and yeah, when while he's still got Mahomes and and Kelsey together, they they're going to be the the top end of the of the quarterback and the tight ends respectively because they're just so good together. They've got that chemistry in a great Andy Reid offense. Um, yeah, there's not much to worry about. Travis Kelsey, and when he can produce four touchdowns in a game, he can he can win you any week.
0: He certainly can. I, I must admit I checked the score at like five a.m. this morning and so he put up a really nice fantasy night and then like with one eye open, I'm looking at like four touchdowns. <laughs> why why <laughs> has he only got like that many points and then saw the saw the yardage and thought, wow, what a stat line that's got to be a like a scorigami stat line that mm. um but but yeah, I mean if you've got Kelsey, it's likely a if it's a, a league of any any duration, it's a contending team. You've got him on. Um, and the good thing is, he's, he's going to keep you in that window for longer. You don't have to think about how do I replace Travis Kelsey because he's, he's going to be around for the next two, three years. He, he might dip a little bit, but he's, he's, really, he's really stepped up again last year. Obviously, Mark Andrews was a tight end one. Kelsey's on fire to begin the season. He's the clear target leader in that team. Juju's not doing as much as as I thought and Skymore likewise. Um, yeah, Travis Kelsey, he is unbelievable. He's going he's to be in the Hall of Fame. His best tight end I've seen in my life. Um, Tony Gonzalez was amazing. Gronk's been amazing, but yeah, it's, it's Travis Kelsey for me. What a legend. But trade value-wise, some people don't have him as a tight end one. I didn't before the season, I don't think. I think I might have put Pits there, but um, some trade scenarios. So straight up, Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews?
1: Um, I'm one of them people that haven't got him as the tight end one.
0: Uh, it's <laughs> <I wrote.
1: laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's Mark Andrews for me. I think there's such it's so close between these two, I'm just going to take the younger guy. Um, we can say very similar things about Mark Andrews. On the the Ravens' offense, that he's still the number one target. He's still going to be the number one target for Lamar if he stays around. There'll be question marks around Andrews if if Lamar Jackson doesn't doesn't stay. But okay, Mark Andrews is incredibly safe. He's he's a lot younger than Travis Kelsey, so I'll just lean that side.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to argue. Whichever side you pick,
1: it's is literally
0: yeah.
1: that is it's a it's a flipperman.
0: It could be other factors like. If you've got Mahomes on your lineup or Lamar, you might want to stack them up, etc. So, second trade, rebuilding, Travis Kelsey or George Kittle at a 23 first.
1: Yeah, so I think if you're rebuilding, you want to get Travis Kelsey off your team for last night's reasons. You don't want him to be putting up 30 burgers. Um, And I think this this is enough compensation for me to move off Travis Kelsey, I think george kittle all right he's certainly got his struggles his injuries you know what he's going to be but he has the ability to win you a week he can take over that offense he's not been scripted much in the offense whether he's still a little bit hurt um but i will lean that side just because you're going to get that 23 first i think the longer you leave it perhaps perhaps still at the end of this season you can still get 23 first for kelsey but the longer you leave it he's going to be getting on to 33 34 35 years old you you're not going to get a first round pick for him so I think it's just enough compensation for me. How about you, Kev, are you? Which side are you on? I mean, I'd want it to be someone else other than Kittle. Like, if I could get, (laughs) if I could make it like a
0: Goddard and get an additional second on there, like a first second and Mm. Goddard, I'd be more inclined to do that just because I feel that Kittle, yeah, I think his value has, has risen a little bit with it being Jimmy G this season. But, yeah, they've got him blocking um, well, um, they're not. people say they've got him pass blocking a lot, which they haven't, but it's just that the, the run blocking taken taking its toll. does seem to get banged up quite a lot as well, which you don't see with the other guys. Um, and then the last trade is on a contending team, Travis Kelsey or um, 23 first and uh, 23 second.
1: Yes, yeah, so, I do like this trade. I think that is what roughly what his value is. Um if I'm three and two, I'm probably not making this move. If I feel like I'm a bit not quite all in this year, but if I'm five and zero, if I've got you know the likes of Josh Allen or, or even Patrick Mahomes, it makes it easier. Or or Jalen Hurts, someone that I, I can really believe that can take me to a championship, then I'm happy to pay a first and a second for for Travis Kelsey. I think you're going to get two or three good years out of Kelsey going forward. You know he's got Mahomes in in this Kansas City offense. Um so yeah, if I'm a contender and I'm gonna contend for the next two to three years, then um yeah, I'll take that side. I think he's worth them picks.
0: I think he's too, and I've actually got him on the block in a, a league I'm rebuilding. Actually, I've put him on the block, asking him for a first and a second, and nobody's mm-hmm. biting yet. So people in that league, if you're listening,
1: come on. What are you doing? I mean, I'd easily pay that. So I'm not in that league, am I Kev? <laughs> I think you are, like, No, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> don't think you are. I'm... If I am, I'm probably not contending anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, <laughs> we'll move on to the final section, the wildcard Card waivers section, um, where we're going to be talking about some t- waiver pickups. So dynasty waiver guys to to target this week, and it's getting it's getting a bit more difficult as we come into the season, Kev. But um, show us the 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 star that the diamond in the rough that people want to pick up this week.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure about that, but Matt's not here, so I had to, I had to pick a tight end, his favourite position. He loves a good tight end. Uh, and I've gone for a deep play. Eric Sauber of the Broncos. So I think if you're playing in two tight end or heavy tight end premium, he's got to be on your radar. Tight end 30 on the year. He's averaged over 50 snaps the last three weeks. Um, so he's the starter. A breakout game on first night football, seven targets against the Colts. Um, yeah, he's, he's starting over Albert O, who's been a super bust. He's hardly playing at all now. Um, he's on his fourth team, himself, but he's been a bit of a journeyman throughout the league, but I think starting tight end on what should be a solid offence, as I mentioned with Russell Wilson, it's going to take a step forward, you'd like to hope. Um, he roster, rostering, it's a low-fab bid. But yeah, bye weeks coming, bye weeks are here. Um, you need to be having these sort of guys on your roster, end of your roster stuff. Um, a deep play in a deep league but someone I like
1: yeah and I'll go for Tevin Coleman the running back um, I think he's just a safe pair of hands for Carl Shanahan he, he came back and returned to the 49ers with with obviously with the Jets last year and Jeff Wilson got the headlines 120 yards on the game but but Coleman was the runner back too he had eight carries for a touchdown and then he also had three receptions for 44 yards and another touchdown so um, pretty good fantasy-wise, and I think he's worth a pickup because I think he has that runner-back two role, just at least in the short term going forward. Elijah Mitchell's not anywhere near a return. And Jordan Mason was just a special teamer as well. So um, with, with Ty Davis-Price out of it, an injury, he could potentially return this week. But but if not, um, look to add Tevin Coleman for, for runner-back two value. So so with that, that brings us to the end of tonight's show and, and where we've reviewed another crazy NFL week, week five, so Kev, is there any final thoughts on tonight's show?
0: Yeah, I think first of all, bye weeks are upon us now. It might be something you, you get creative with in the next few weeks but trading for players that have already had the bye weeks is a way to sort of pinch a week on someone, so like, let's say you get to week eight, you could be targeting some of the Lions players, Jared Goff, etc. knowing that they don't got a bye the rest of the season and you move in a maybe a player that's not had the bye yet to a competitor in your league uh, so it's, it's just little things like that but then also keep your trade activity high uh, if you're a contending team you need to be doing your business now because the price is only going to go up so be aggressive uh, with your trades and uh, get some deals don't go fishing
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> completely agree i think if you're a contender right now and you're not making moves then just what are you doing and equally if you're rebuilding and you've got the likes of kelsey or someone on your roster that's doing you absolutely no favors then you need to look to get rid of these guys and get get the value right now because people people will will pay a first round pick and a second round pick for them. But comes towards the end of the season when uh, the, the rookies are more known than um, yeah, people that that value for them picks are going to shoot up. So so make the moves now, be aggressive. So yeah, with that, thank you for tuning in and be sure to follow us on Twitter at Fantasy Wildcard and subscribe to us on YouTube by searching Fantasy Wildcard Podcast Network, which includes. The brand new Rewind show, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, And leave us a five-star podcast review. It really does does help us. And join us every Tuesday for for this podcast and then every Wednesday for the stream of the show to see our our faces. Um, So, yeah, thank you once again. Have a good one, and we'll see you soon. When you have
0: the wild card, you have the power to change the game.